0: Get pucked! Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Get Pucked podcast. Fido, Matt, and Dave here with you. Thank you for coming and spend a couple of your precious, precious minutes with us while we dive deep in the bag of uh, Habs uh, land. Uh, since there hasn't been a lot of Habs hockey in the past week or so um we're probably gonna regurgitate a lot of what's been talked about lately uh trade rumors and things of this nature i think guys a couple little things here and there these nuggets that are being dropped out all along social media from the insiders kicking tires from this team and that team you know of course how they like to do play up the montreal uh, fan base for the clicks of course obviously none of these things will come to fruition but anyways we're here for that
1: have some faith and,
0: yeah yeah okay have some faith no, I've been burned too many times. But before we get into Habs stuff, obviously the biggest thing that happened over the last weekend was uh, the All-Star game. Um, So I just want to talk about that real quick. Like, So, I don't know about you guys. I don't know how much time you put into the All-Star weekend, how much viewing you actually did. I will admit I did very little. Because any time I attempted to watch it, I... Felt a little bit nauseous. I'm not going to lie. It was, it, was, it was tacky. It is boring. I think somebody who said it best was, I can't remember specifically who, but something to the effect of these guys have been trained from a young age to suppress any and all personality that they have to make it to the NHL. And then you give them a weekend where you expect them to put on this big spectacle and be funny or whatever. And it just comes across so poorly. So I ask you this. I mean, what could the NHL do to make the all-star game or weekend at least entertaining? Forget relevant and have any form of, of, of importance like they do in baseball. Um, but like what would you do to make it more fun to just how watch? about
1: how about start off by not making it a three hour broadcast for the skills competition? Now let's let's start with that. Let's let's stick to one skill
0: at a time. How about that? Uh, (laughs) What were they thinking?
1: That or uh, and better yet, why would I care about players taking slap shots on surfboards to have other players get dunked into a body of water in Florida? They want that water when it's that hot. Like I mean, come on. There's uh, just create do something that kind of triggers, uh, triggers a bit of the rivalries in the NHL, maybe. You know, make something to have a little bit more competition. Make something a little bit more interesting that has a bit of fight and spunk to it. You know, get something that gets you talking rather than just, okay, oh, you took a slap shot you hit a surfboard. Oh, cool. But I now, say,
0: real quick, because you just reminded me of something, you get all the best goons of every team. You <laughs> put them all on the edge at the same time, all 32, and you just ding, 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 and let them loose. So,
1: WWE, you want the Royal Rumble?
0: I mean, it'd be better than what they gave us. Go ahead,
2: Dave. What goons? There's no goons in the NHL I anymore. Know. Anyways. Uh, um, look, it's not for us. The All-Star Game is for kids. That's what it's for, okay? It's not for adults. It's for kids. You enjoyed it when you were a kid. I know you did. And that's who's enjoying it now. It's not for adults. Who's going to... like? These guys are in the middle of a season, a grueling season. They, most of them are on playoff... like not, not most of them, but a lot of them are on playoff contenders... They can't risk any type of injury doing any st- type of competition that's why colorado probably almost had a heart attack when kale mccarr wiped out okay so <laughs> there's nothing you can do as long as you're having it in season to make it interesting forget it it's out for for people who want competition for people who want that forget it so you have to focus it on kids and that's what it was geared to it's geared to TikTok and 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 you know fun stuff and you're right mad like the the personalities are just not there it's not the nba oh. it's not a good match OK, so there's nothing you could do. The one thing that was cool that you could do, I think, to keep adults entertained are have actual the actual people who are good at what they do, do this actual skills competition. For example, Shveshnikov wins the fastest skater, but McDavid didn't participate because McDavid
1: were... asked not yeah. to participate yes. in that competition. Who
2: cares? Who cares? It's, I would never it's grant stupid. That. Yeah, when you're having the harder shot competition in the NHL, Al McInnes was there. Then it was Zdeno Chara. You know what I mean? Like th- th- That's how you knew. And then people were going up against them. And you, okay, wow. That was like a measuring stick. Now it's like, okay, well, this guy wants to do this. This guy wants to do that. So, hey, Svechnikov, you're the fastest NHL skater. About You beat four people or whoever. The how fastest
0: participant. Yeah, that's the fastest, what he fastest is.
2: participant. But you're not the yeah. actual fastest skater. And that's what bothers me a little bit. That's the only thing I think that, you know, they could do but at the end of the day the NHL All-Star game is a showcase for their sponsors and a showcase to kids that's what it is so for the players it's a it's it's a, like a weekend off except for those participating it's still kind of a weekend off and for the fans it's also a weekend off. Go watch Netflix. Go binge watch something else for two days, and then come but back. But isn't on
0: that my... ridiculous? Isn't that just a silly way to do it? Why don't they do it like the NFL does with the Pro Bowl and do it like during the Stanley Cup uh, Finals or, or 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 something like that? Maybe right after Fine. the Cup or the, something like that. Like Pro just Ball, afterwards.
2: The Pro Bowl is arguably worse than the NHL.
0: Well, <laughs> but, but at least it's done at it the right time. Okay, I granted they do it every week, minus their one bye week, and it's you know scheduling and whatever. But like, it's just. Like, to your point, no one wants to go out. Even when they play the games, they skate around each other. I mean, it's been like this for years and years and years. They don't want to hit. They're not going to do anything, whatever. If you're going to do it, and I get your point, it's not for us. But I, I counter that to a point because kids are watching and they're making their parents drag them to it or, or, or watch it to a degree. <laughs> but I would imagine that the vast majority of, of the consumers of hockey are not kids. As much as they would love it to be, it is people of our age bracket, likely. And so when what? I watch it, I want to see John Scott's out there. That's what I want to see. I want to see you stupidity. See I want to see something. If you're okay, not. Let, me give, let me, me give you a, a different question, angle. Let me give, give me you a something angle. fun to watch. I'll give you
1: a different angle. John Scott's, okay? Ryan Reeves. Bring those guys. One of those superstars that are there get hurt because of a John Scott or Ryan Reeves, even just trying to be silly. That's that's a excuse me. That's a crap ton of money that'll be lost and Ooh, censoring yourself and, now <laughs> and fans and whatnot for the regular season. I, if, you know see, what? I would argue that the John Scott All Star
0: Game. I'd argue the John Star John Scott All Star Game that happened a couple of years ago was more viewed than anything since. I would argue that. I check. I would ask you to go look when at the numbers it and better. go check. You know what? If it's gonna be a terrible product. Then at least give me something like that, just like the fan voting thing. When everybody was losing their mind, and okay, we're Canadians fans, and okay, 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 biasness. But frankly, all I saw for however long that was going on for was the hashtag Cole Caulfield. Now, okay, he got hurt, but he wasn't even he wasn't even the the second guy in. They gave it to whoever else they wanted to. I forgot who it was. Was it Strutzel? Yeah. No, he, no, he didn't get in either. It was it was um was it Kachuk? Oh, Anyways, context. I can't remember. No, but but whatever. They didn't go to either Strutzel or uh, Caulfield, and their names were everywhere. You couldn't open up Twitter without being inundated with this stuff. So they didn't really care what people wanted. They took who they wanted for whatever reasons their marketing people wanted to take them, and I mean, it's just it's just it's it's so hollow. I guess everything about it, from what they're doing about fans getting involved to the whole notion of what the product they put on and the the other stupidities. I mean, my favorite I, thing. I was, never, I was, never thought
1: strongly about the All Star. I,
0: I, I've always had, I always have, always, I've always thought it's been a perennial joke, and I don't understand why they do it. But my favorite thing this year, if to put a cap on it, was Suzuki winning a year's supply of Chipotle <laughs> when we do not have Chipotle in Montreal. That was my favorite thing. Look.
2: Look, if you're going to do the all-star game somewhere, uh, some way to make it a little bit interesting, use that as your winter classic. You know what I mean? Go somewhere good, really yeah. cool. Look at look at what like the KHL does in Moscow, right? They have the freaking St. Petersburg Square. They have the yeah. beautiful – it's a beautiful setting. Go do that. Go all around the world. You want to grow your game globally? Go to Switzerland in the Alps and have some kind of arena there fly the guys in for a weekend have one game like no one will care that the game sucks because it looks so nice right remember at lake tahoe how how nice it was that's not suited for an nhl game right like it sucks that like let's say you're you're in a playoff hunt and now you're playing on ice that like you have to pause the game midway through because the ice melted that sucks but if you put an all-star game there that's amazing go go find a way to put it play it in the grand canyon go build an arena on a on a skyscraper scraper and have hold the game there that's the way to do it. These uh, are all better
0: ideas than what they
1: did. They're all better they ideas, but that, that requires some deep pockets for a weekend.
2: Yeah, for sure. But you that's where you get the sponsorship in, you know. You 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 want to, you know, you get the like a host city, you know, like the World Cup. You get get them get them to pay for it.
0: I I mean I'm 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 with you. They gotta do the something. I'm not sure Toronto, what they're gonna the do. It. Yeah, yeah, it's in and, Tron- and, it's in Toronto next year, like oh.
2: What's funny about that is you have everybody blasting every all the media blasting the all-star game until like oh the games in Toronto next year and everyone's all excited about it as if it's uh, as if oh we always, always love the all-star game uh, an
0: accomplishment. I don't know man it. I th- I think uh, I think fundamentally even if they come up with interesting like little gimmicks and whatever it is that they do during the all-star game itself the biggest problem with it is it is absolutely meaningless there is no purpose for it there is no eastern western conference and then something about i don't know uh um, you know home ice advantage or or any of that notion You're it's never going to get that from the all star game
2: and that was terrible when baseball did it anyways like it doesn't matter like imagine you have an 108 win season in baseball and you you can't have a you can't win on, on home soil because you're one guy who went where represented and didn't win his, <laughs> the game. Like that's ridiculous.
0: It's a ridiculous notion. But but there's got to be something that can make honestly. It I would worth prefer it, something.
1: I would. I prefer at this point just cancel the entire thing. Give the players a good okay. week off. That's I not going to happen. Give them a week off and come back strong, well, somewhat rested. But that's what and it that's is. It. For, that's I mean, basically, basically they do that.
0: Yeah. That's what well,
2: it is for 700 percent. players in the
1: NHL.
0: Uh, there's maybe off. ten
2: people that uh, there's forty people that don't have a weekend off, but everybody else does. It's just it's a marketing ploy, and you gotta look at it that way. And to get angry about it and and say, "Oh, this sucks!" Like just take the night off, go watch, go watch what? The Last of Us, go binge watch something. I don't know. Oh, I did. Oh, <laughs> I did,
0: baby. Oh, I did. That the, the All Star weekend for me got a grand total of like five minutes of of viewing, and and I was like, "This is just not happening." <laughs> we, and, I, and I don't want to be like that kind of guy. It's just. Anytime I had it on, you know, I mean, between the announcers and them trying to, like, do anything to be somewhat interesting and then the the interviews they're doing on the ice and stuff. And I mean, I don't know, man. I just, I found it incredibly tacky.
2: It was so the, the David Pasternak, Happy Gilmore was, thing was so cringe. The Mitch Marner doing the the Miami Vice was cringe. Oh Everything was cringe. Gosh. Like NHL players are not suited for this whatsoever. None They're of them. They're not. It'd be
1: cool, cool if they were. Plan.
0: It'd be cool if they didn't have to it, suppress their personalities.
1: It, it, it was, it, it mean, it was that
0: that personality that kind yeah, of like he can
1: it. No, he can. Even Roberto Wango, he you saw him and you're just like. Okay, yeah, yeah they guys? brought
0: him out for a second. This, they took three shots. Yeah, you know. Listen, right? they did some stuff. Anyways, I don't want to go too much longer on it because uh,
1: you've yeah. we've spoken about it longer than you
0: probably watched it. <laughs> much longer, six times longer than I watched it. So let's dive into some Habs talk now again it's you know they've they've had mostly the last um since the end of last week off and they're not gonna play again until Saturday which their first game back is a is a matinee I think it's in the it's in the day which Saturday, is Sunday, know, yeah yeah so it's you can almost get gar- almost guarantee that that's gonna be a, an L but anyways <laughs> um let's talk some trades right so we're talking about the same the same old same old but you know there's been I guess what we'll call a little bit of forward momentum. A couple more insiders coming out saying that, you know, now for sure, like, oh, it was just like sort of rumors of rumors being talked about before. Now it's a little bit more concrete. We have confirmation that there are legitimate teams out there. We're getting some that are even being name dropped that are interested in a couple of the players on the Canadians today. Uh, Let's start with one that is probably the most likely target to be moved, in my opinion anyways, maybe you think otherwise, Um, Edmondson. So Edmondson is that defenseman. He, he has, uh, I think, to Vito's point, uh, an episode ago or so, he has that playoff pedigree. He's gone to the Stanley Cup. He's won it. Um, you know, this is a guy who is maybe not a 1-2 on a team, but he's a very, very strong 3-4. I don't think anybody can doubt that. The question is, given the, the environment that we find ourselves in this year and how first-round picks are being a little bit more coveted than they were last year, Is it reasonable to assume that if Edmondson moves, it is for a first-round pick? Or should everybody start tempering their expectations and Kent Hughes is going to need to get a little bit more, I don't know, uh, complex in his trade packages perhaps to maybe net that first round? Or does he go for a comparable like a prospect? What's more likely, given the fact that the teams we're hearing about are like Edmonton, um, uh, Los Angeles is a new one I've been recently seeing that that they've been kicking tires. So what do you guys think? What's 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 Eddie going to get?
2: I think a, a prospect, or you know, I don't think you're getting a first round pick. And again, I mean, I don't want to be wrong for the second year in a row, but like, <laughs> if I'm an NHL general manager, I'm not playing first round pick for Joel Edmondson. I'm sorry, not for the how he's been playing, not for his recent injury. Like, I, I'm just, I'm not paying it. I'm sorry, I, I, I'm not interested in doing that. And I just don't see it happening. I, I honestly don't see it happening. And, you know, there's even talk about how they're going to keep him and they won't be able to move him and, or whatnot. I mean, who knows what's going to happen, but I think it's more likely that he stays and he gets a first round thing.
0: Okay.
1: If Cut. it's going to, they're going to, it's probably going to go down to the wire, but if, Kent Hughes is adamant about getting the first round while everybody's being very stingy about it, then it's just a question of how much the teams value the first round versus their cup run, right? I don't think there's many teams out there that are going to be willing to part ways with the first round pick right now. Um, it's not like last year, for example. Last year, people were saying it wasn't the deepest draft. This is a draft that even player, even players drafted in 20 to 30 are still <laughs> good, what? What's up, Dave?
2: The, the Habs got a first, this uh, this year first-round pick last year. That's how crazy general managers were.
1: Yes. <laughs> but, again, and I said that last episode, and you guys both came up with good points, saying that the Florida Panthers really thought that they were going to win the cup. They went all in. They just said, screw the first-round picks. We're going to go for it, right? And and they failed miserably doing that, and I think that's one of the reasons why you're not going to see teams maybe not wanting to give up a first-round pick. I think Kent Hughes has a better chance of getting a first round equivalent from a team that's got a lot of prospects, like the Los Angeles Kings, than the actual first round pick itself.
0: So, do you think that there are people reading into the fact that because Bergevin is now over in LA, that's why there's such a, a stronger, pl- stronger pl- uh, plausibility that Edmondson might be going to LA? Because I think that it's was a, a guy that he it's brought it's in and stuff. Practices.
1: I think it's a few factors. Maybe MB has something there, but at the same time, LA's looking for another defenseman, one with term, uh, a veteran presence that's going to go with, you know, work with Judati for the young prospect defensemen that are there. So there are some, some angles there that you can play with as to why you'd want to see Ed, why Edmonton would head towards LA. But at the same time, you have somebody like the Edmonton Oilers who need that defense, like, probably more than anybody in this league. Maybe just as much as the Toronto Maple Leafs, right? So they might be willing to part ways with a prospect, but Holland has doesn't have the reputation of trading away first round picks.
0: Okay, so like, what's the potential return then if it's not going to be a first? Who's who's the prospect that you target in Los Angeles, for example? Like what's what's the the organizational need that there's a prospect there that Hughes is like I want to take this kid because this kid I can definitely see being a part of this team moving forward because that's what you'd be going for you wouldn't give up Edmondson for 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 just a, a shot at a prospect that might be something this would have to be a legitimate A one yeah. prospect
1: I mean if I'm if I'm Montreal
0: no you don't think so Dave you think you think this is a, a whatever like just a a solid prospect would make would make the trade
2: I I, w- I would make the trade well it would Ken Hughes I don't know I don't know how I, he seems to be very adamant about what he wants and mm-hmm. he won't move a guy until you know uh
0: he gets what he wants maybe so maybe All right, So why, I mean, why would you tell me why Dave would move Edmondson for a Maybe not run of the mill prospect, but not a top top quality prospect. Because I don't
2: think you're getting a top le- top level prospect. And I think that if you're not, what's the alternative? Is you keep Joel Edmondson? Keep him. And you, yeah. and, and and I don't know. What's the point? You know what I mean? Like if you <laughs> if there's someone you like and you see go, you, you see something that you want. You, you know, I'm not saying that it's going to be like, hey, I'm giving you this bum. You take him, and here's Joel Edmondson. It's obviously going to be someone that Ken Hughes has to like that has prospect, but I don't think it has to be a lock as an A1 prospect. Like that's because even Justin Barron, you want to talk about Justin Barron? He's not, he wasn't a lock to be an A1 prospect either. He was a very good prospect, but I don't think that is, he was like uh, on everyone's okay. watch list across the league. You know what I mean? But when you tell me to A1, be A1 fair, prospect.
0: That was the part of the Leckinin package, right? Yes. And yes. we know your stance on Lecky. Do you have a higher re- regard for Edmonton and what he can do and bring to a team versus Leckinin? It's different.
2: It's 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 hard to say because like Lekkonen is a guy. There's probably more Leckinins available in the across the NHL than Edmonton. But I think overall, I think Leckinin probably would have brought more value to Colorado than. You know what I mean? It depends on your your organizational need. Edmondson is one of six, you know, or probably one of four by the time the playoffs really get going. You know what
1: I mean? So So because
0: scarcity, that might drive up his value. That's what I mean. Yeah, for sure.
1: I I think L.A. would probably be a good partner for Montreal for Edmondson because they've got a lot of depth on defense with young kids coming up, and they have actually too many. But with that being said, there's – Defensemen are a premium in the NHL when it when it comes to the playoff push.
2: And the thing is, is here's the thing about saying you have too many D prospects. Technically, on paper, the Canadians have too many D prospects. But like, you're not going to start dealing them away before you know what you have with them. Just be, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if teams are willing to just move guys. Like, like it's just to me again, it's crazy to me. And. and
0: I love talking to Dave every trade headline because he's like, none of this makes sense. (laughs) Then it happens, and he's like, well, it still doesn't make sense, but it happened.
2: Look look at Florida, for example, okay? They got probably (laughs) so caught up in those negotiations because they really wanted Ben Chirot, right? So they they got so caught up in those negotiations that eventually they they convinced themselves to part ways with this year's first-round pick, which is a disaster. Like, that that was the stupidest thing they probably could have done. But now imagine had they stopped, put the brakes on that and said, we have this first round pick now and now we're willing to deal with it. Let's go shop it around the league and see what we can get. And I'm guaranteeing you they could have got better than Ben Sherrod for that first round pick. And that's what bothers me when it comes to these general mm-hmm. managers is I think you get so caught up in the negotiations and you're like, you know what? And so in a small frame, you're like, okay, this trade makes sense. But when you open it wide and you look at it, it's like, you could have gotten better than, than Ben Sharat for that first round pick. I think you could have. And that's what boggles
0: my mind sometimes. I mean, in hindsight, without question, given where Not they in had the hindsight,
2: Even during the time. The, no, the, yeah. And, and, they, and
0: it wasn't just the first. F- you know, they, I know they, but it was more. Yeah, yeah, that, that, was first more. Round pick, that
1: first round pick should have, they could have gotten way more than just Ben and that's Especially
0: that 2023
1: first round pick. It's, they it's they crazy. Did.
2: And but I think they both. The, the the media for both teams focus on the deal itself, and they don't never take a second to think, man. What can they have done other than this? You know what I mean? It's crazy.
0: It, I don't think so. I okay. mean, just look, just look. You got a GM. Sorry, just quickly. I mean, when you talk about what GMs and and their their lack of future sight, look at what our 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 man Lou did with the Horvat thing and his comments afterwards. And then somebody says, by the time that contract's up, Lou is 90. Do you think he cares? And it's like, Eesh, okay, yeah, he wants to win now. Yeah, yeah, I guess yeah, it but, makes sense.
1: Well, he ain't going to win, I'll tell you that much. Not with the roster they have. Even adding <laughs> a or is not going to make them a Stanley Cup contender.
0: I mean, what is it, a year ago, two years ago? Yeah, two years ago, they, were, they went to the conference final. I,
1: I think
2: I think they're closer than you think. They have a, a stud in Nets, right? Sorokin's a stud. And, and if you could just shore it up a little bit, there, I think they can make a run for it. Where the, you know, they'll actually win the cup. I don't know. So we're
1: going with, uh, with the Mark berger mentality. Well, we just get our foot in the door. We, then we don't know what could happen. Just get our foot no, I mean, door. That, pieces, Their
0: team, they their team today pieces. is better than any team Vergue yes. had, uh, had at any given point. I mean, 100%. 100%. So it's a little <laughs> bit more than foot in the door. Yeah. Just a little bit. Exactly. You know. But, but okay, all right. So so that's Edmondson. And again, I mean, you guys correct me if you think that, that I'm wrong here. I think he is the most likely target to move. That isn't okay. to say that I'll bring have up a player.
1: player. I'll bring okay. up a player. Recently, Tevias Spot came out saying that, uh, you know, with, with the exception of Monahan and Edmondson and, you know, Josh Anderson, those are the names that you keep hearing in the rumor mill. But uh, apparently, there are several teams interested in David Savart and that we'd be surprised on how good the offers actually are for him. Now, He's, I'm going to take a page player. out of Dave's book yeah. on this and say if the offers were that great, then the trade likely would have happened already. Okay, But with that being said, that's coming from They are They did state that there's a lot of teams interested in, uh, again, a defenseman who's got a playoff pedigree, who's won a Stanley Cup and happens to be a right-hand defenseman.
0: And See, has been a- traded for a first-round pick to make that <laughs> trade happen, by yeah. the way. We Look. all like to forget and poke fun of poor Davy, but yeah. this is this wouldn't be the first time he's traded for a first.
2: That, so okay, well, it will be the one and only time he's traded for a first because if David Savard <laughs> gets a first round pick, I'm leaving the show. I'm leaving this planet. Okay, forget <laughs> it. But David Savard's a guy I could absolutely see move because they could probably get him cheap. And when Antevius Paul said something when they said it, they said you'd be surprised by how good the offers were. Meaning that you probably you're probably thinking nothing, and it's probably like a third round. A second, <laughs> a second. Fine. Uh, I I still think it would be crazy to give it a second for David Savard, but it's more palpable because he is a guy who just a few years ago helped. Right? He's he, he he's not too far away. Wasn't he Headman's uh, partner? Yes, no. I believe. No, no, he I, was not.
0: No, he wasn't. No, no. no. I thought he played with Headman.
1: No.
0: Which obviously would all be like make him look very good during that playoff run. So, he, so anyway, yeah, he was actually
1: playing on the third parry.
0: Okay, yeah,
2: but still, I mean, maybe yeah. he didn't do much for Tampa, but like he he he's a serviceable defenseman, right? And he was. He he was he, he was able to get that first round pick, and I think that I think he's a guy whose value is like at rock bottom, but you could still move him. I think I think that he's a guy that it, it probably is likely to move because mm-hmm. it's a forgotten name that probably nobody's going to be going after. Anyway.
0: I got. I have something that, that I've been thinking about because I thought it was funny, right? Like, I always make comments about how the fact that, you know, the, the Habs fans out there, especially when it comes close to trade deadline, want to trade half the team. They want to jettison half the players off this team, trade them, trade everybody, get what you can, grab, grab, grab. So, so is there a scenario, realistic scenario... And again, most people don't take into account cap implications and things. So I'm asking you two to do this. Is there a realistic scenario where there can be, by the time the trade deadline ends, Edmondson gone, Savard gone, Monaghan gone, Anderson gone, Hoffman gone? Five players traded. Yeah, the realistic
1: scenario is that every one of the teams that are acquiring those players overpaid.
0: But can a team even do that? Has it ever happened that a team traded away five players during the season? Because that, I always come back to that, I'm like, you guys want to trade everything. I mean, you, I just, I don't know if a team has ever realistically gotten rid of, like, a massive contingent of their players during the season. Like, even if I, you got everything you asked for, I mean, how does that even... How does that happen? Who do you fill? Who bodies go there?
1: Well, there's going to be some bodies coming back,
0: depending on who you're. moving. I mean, I guess. Yet. Yeah, but I guess I mean, you got AHL time, guys. The
1: players you mentioned, it, it's. I mean, there's not that much leadership on this team to begin with, but you're pretty much depleting the leadership to zero at that point, or yeah, close to it. So,
0: is that really a factor? You think Hughes and and Gordon hold back players for leadership in case well, if they get uh, the task?
1: well, Hughes has also stated that. He, well, you need to have a balance of veterans there, too. It can't just be a team full of kids. It can't be. And we've said it too in previous episodes. And everybody in their right minds will say the same thing. You need to have some veterans there. Even if you are rebuilding, you can't just be a bunch of kids because I think a, there needs to be a bit of a balance. And if you if you do build a team that's just kids, and if your plan is to complete this rebuild after five years, you might not
0: be extending that rebuild a little longer if you don't have the right veterans
1: still in the culture so, so or maintaining so not, a culture.
0: you're not you're not necessarily saying it's it's not gonna happen because these things don't happen you're saying it's not going to happen because Hughes is going to make sure it doesn't happen to not get rid of guys that have these leaders rid of they're
1: not gonna get rid of everybody that that you're hearing the rumor mill I'd be super super surprised like I honestly I, think that has it I don't happened? Know people want.
0: has it
2: happened I, I remember the Sabres back in the day they, they did yeah. some stuff they moved a whole bunch of people they moved like new Writh at the time they 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 traded uh, Tory Mitchell. That was the, the Habs acquired, like Tory Mitchell, Brian Flynn.
1: It was the year uh, of the Ryan O'Reilly, you know, when the Ryan O'Reilly moved. And yeah, kind of I lot. think
2: so. Tyler Myers, I think they dealt him to Winnipeg the same year. Like, it was a million things all at once.
1: Okay, so uh,
0: so it's, it is
1: feasible. But, okay, now that's a perfect example, right? I'm, I'm glad they brought that up because I completely forgot about it. But now look how long it's taken the Buffalo Sabers to get to the point that they are today. Yeah, I
2: don't know if that's necessarily because of that deal. I think that yeah, yeah. no, it's they're not because of the deal. It, it,
1: it's it's yeah. in, in general now you see them. They're trying. They would like to have some better veterans of the roster, but yeah. it, it I find it sets it back. But you need to have a balance. It can't just be I don't a know. Bunch of kids leading the way. And especially in this market in Montreal,
2: that's fine. But I think that if you have if you have a, trades in place you got to make the moves and you'll find veteran leadership elsewhere man you can you can get a veteran back in one of those deals if you're really that concerned about it I don't know I'm I, veterans are a dime a dozen in the NHL I, I think that's a little bit overrated I, I think that you need to make the move if you need to make the move you know like I just don't think there's in, that much interest in everybody and I don't think even if there was I don't think they hit Ken Hughes's standards because he seems to have high standards in deals and um Seems to know what he wants, right? So, yeah. Other uh, really than than the Petri move, he's pretty much hit probably everything that he's wanted to accomplish.
0: You think he lost the Petri trade?
2: I didn't say he lost it. I'm just saying that that probably wasn't the return people he or others had envisioned. I think that he pulled the deal because that's what he had to move Petri out, and that's it. I'm not saying he lost it.
0: Okay.
2: I'm just saying that's fair. That's fair. That's a fair point. Out of all the moves, that's the one you could point to and say. He probably settled on that
0: one. Yeah. I remember our, our sentiment about that at the time was like, yeah, we were pretty high on Petrie thinking we were going to get another first and stuff. And then when mm-hmm. the Matheson thing came in, which, you know, when Matheson has been healthy, he's been very, very good. It's been fun to see him play. Just mm-hmm. regrettable. Again, he's suffering from this this uh, injury bug that's plagued this team for some time now. Um but yeah, I mean, I, I that was that was kind of like my thought about. It. I was thinking like, you know, you got all these guys, and obviously you hear lots of rumors and stuff. But the way that the season is going, and and then oh, Dandanoff is out there too. Not that he's going to probably get you much of much, but you got guys on expiring contract. Drew is another name. Um, no,
1: they've mentioned Hoffman's name's been out there, and I'm and I'm surprised by that because I wouldn't trade anything
0: to get a Hoffman.
1: But apparently, there are teams looking at him, and that's what was. What was I out mean, there well. if you're
0: if you're a team doing a playoff push and you have a hole on your third line, you know, not your fourth line because that's not nope. really a player for your fourth line, but your third line and a guy who could bump to second, and you're like, you know, we can get him, and he's not no, going to cost no, us a no, first. No, no, no. I, I could see my some teams.
1: The only the only position and moment in a game that I, I wouldn't mind having Hoffman there is second pairing power player
0: the thing about the thing about not so much Hoffman but the thing about the GMs that you that most people you know have to remember is they all suffer from the same delusion that delusion is I feel that if I took a player who's underperforming on your team he will perform in my team with my coach and my stuff they've done it time and time again. And you get a lot of egg on your face all the time when they do it, but they seem to constantly do it. It's like, it's like something that just cannot be shaped from these guys. They just feel like I can bring a guy in and he's going to just explode on my team. And that, I, I could see it. I could see Hoffman being traded for, for like you know uh, a cap dump back, uh, whatever, that's on an expiring deal, and, and a third or something. You know, like sure. I, it would shock me if he was moved. I could see it. I really I could. off would shock me. Druin would shock me. Uh, Anderson would shock me. Even though there, there's all this interest apparently for him and stuff. I, I can't see a deal that comes back that, that is going to be a deal that would make Ken Hughes pull the trigger on that. So that would shock me if he moves. I'm expecting Edmondson to move. I'm expecting uh, Monaghan when he comes back. Hopefully he comes back and hopefully he can... He can play a bit before the trade deadline. I expect him to move. Um and and the fact that Savard's name popped out of nowhere, it's funny because I can actually see him moving too. These are guys that I actually but, think. But Dave's are right. Plausible.
1: Dave's right. Those are David Savard, now that you know that rumor came out, I can see it happening because it's the type of deal that none of us were really expecting until this rumor came out. And we nobody's really spoken about it.
0: Well, and if it does happen to be like there's oh, okay. interest for him, but he's actually been playing really good hockey of late. Like, like, he's been pretty good, all in all. Right, he's been walking shots. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, he's,
1: he's the, the he's, right type of player if the team acquiring him has the need and expectation of him just being a defensive
0: defenseman who's going to block some shots, be a bit right. of a
1: leader in the room. Not, do not you don't possibly. get
0: David Savard to be a 1-2 on your team. You're getting David no. Savard to round out your your defense. But, and David but, Savard on a 5-6 is perfect.
1: But again, don't expect, like, all, like, a crazy return for him. I, think I don't. I don't think –
2: the one thing to remember, too, is we kind of have, like, tunnel vision on the Canadians, right? There's 16 teams that won't make the playoffs, right? There's probably 12 of those that are sellers. you are telling me a team that's in the – can't find somebody better than David Savard, maybe, to make it uh, out of all those teams that would be available. That's
1: the one thing, again, that we kind of – It might cost more, David. Maybe. Maybe. They might be able to find somebody, but, you know, maybe that team who has it that's better than David Savard – is gonna look and say, uh, "Oh, what the uh, Joel Edmondson, they want to first. Well, we want to first too." Yeah, I mean it's
2: possible. I just that's another thing that I think that we have to take into consideration. When Matt says, "Like, oh, we haven't seen a team trade five players," it's because the league there's uh, there's way more than just those five players. Like that's what we're seeing here in Montreal. We're seeing there's five players up for grabs, but like every team has five players up for grabs. So I obviously, I,
0: I mean, I'm, oh, looking at, I, I'm looking at the I'm looking at the trade bait board here, right? I mean, just quickly scanning through it, and I'm looking at the defenseman. And the, the thing about the Savard of the world is he's not in this echelon that I'm about to read you. When you have mm-hmm. the top one all the way down, and that's what makes him so attractive. He's not going to be Chick, Chitrin, you know, like. But is like, he is he on the trade bait board? Uh, no a, apparently, he is. He's not Eric Carlson. I mean. I mean uh no, but you do uh, what, uh, what you
2: guys are talking Kostas about just...
0: Bear, Dumba, these these are names that are apparently on Luke Shen. Okay, Luke Shen's a little bit more a little bit more comparable. <laughs> but I mean my point is if you on. want if you want a defenseman and you got guys on the board that are like that that are possible and you're like of course I want Eric Carlson, of course I want Jacob Chitran on my team, of course. But look at what comes the price tag. You just can't make that happen. So now, enter Davy. Okay, but Davy is not on that board, right? Like, the board that's in front no, of you. No, he is it, not on that board. Not. No. Okay, I so went that, 25 names. He's not there. No. Which
2: goes to say that probably there's other teams that also have guys who aren't on the board who are, are, are that level. And I'm, yeah. I'm not going to – like, I'm just saying it's just – I get that, like, from Montreal perspective, it makes sense. Hey, David Savard's a guy. But for other teams – there's like probably a pool of players that they could get that's better than David Savard that they could get for around the same price. That's I just- think there's
1: maybe four teams. Really, there's four teams that are, that are going to be willing to part ways with a first-round pick. And I'm not saying for David Savard, just willing to part ways with their first-round pick, this trade block, and they're not going to just trade it for someone like David Savard. There's probably – we're talking about Colorado, Boston, uh, Tampa Bay, and – as delusional as they are, probably the Toronto Maple Leafs, All right? Like so. Again, I'm going to come come back to this. When you're naming Chikrin and and um, Carlson, those players, they're very expensive. They're going to be a minimum of first round pick price tag. Yes, they make your team better right away, but it's always it's going to be a first round pick and plus and plus and plus. is going to grow.
0: Yeah, so much, it has to be a much bigger deal without question. Especially with,
1: with somebody like Carlson who's got an $11 million contract. You've got to find a way to fit that money in, send contracts. It just becomes more complicated than somebody like David Savard on, on certain teams that could they could just plug him into the third, and he's going to come in and he's going to help to some capacity.
0: Okay,
1: So that's why I'm saying it might be easier to make that deal. Edmondson, same thing. Same thing. Okay. I think Edmondson's so- value is better than Savard, but it's going to be the same thing. It's just an easier trade to make. Versus them trying to figure, just figuring out how the heck are they gonna fit crossing in the gap when you have 16 or 17 teams who are literally playing in LTIR right now.
0: No, listen. I'm just saying it makes sense, but there, there, the the attractiveness of him is because of he, uh, the price tag associated to him and contract and stuff. And of course, he's not a pylon. He does his job well. He's not going to put up points though. That's the difference. You're, it's a different kind of defense. For entertainment
1: but, value for this podcast, for the media, for Dave on TSN 690. I hope Montreal trades all five players. We'll have stuff to talk about for for a few oh days. You know, it, it, it'll it, be very it, the dream. But, it's unlikely. Like, okay, Josh Anderson's name is out there. It's been out there for probably two years now. Okay. And But now it's, you know, it's been, you've been hearing it a little bit more than usual. But I don't think they're going to move him unless they get blown out of the water on a trade offer.
2: Well, and, and there's, there's going to be
1: prospects. There's going to be prospects. You know, Calgary's name has been rumored there for Josh Anderson. Unless they're willing to part ways with Peltier and maybe something else. Josh Anderson's not moving. So what is the appetite from those teams to pay that? And I know there's there might be some people uh, that might listen to this that are not Habs fans that are going to think well, I'm crazy to even suggest that Josh Anderson would get that kind of a return. He would get that kind of a return because at the end of the day, there aren't many power forwards who can bring the tool set that he can bring. It's not just about a career points. high
0: of 42 points, right? Yeah, well, that's it. Yeah.
1: And it's not I, just I, the power
0: I love Josh Anderson, but I also have to be a realist, and that is a and, fact, too. And the power, you gotta, yeah.
2: the power forward thing is overblown here in Montreal. I think that the, the Canadians didn't power have a power horse. forward for so many years that when Josh Anderson came, whoo, let's go, baby, all in on Josh Anderson. I don't think teams view Josh Anderson the same way Canadians fans view Josh Anderson.
1: I think I think you're wrong on that. I think there's teams that view him; they just don't view him as a first-line power forward or somebody that's going to. He's literally a complementary piece who can create space, uh, crash the net, go in front of the net, play a very north-south game, and uses speed. And I, I hate this term; it's Brian Burke's term, and uses truculence to get the, to get where he has to get to. Yeah, a team a lot- like New Jersey, maybe you know, New Jersey fans are looking more for Timo Meyer and all that. But a team like New Jersey that they're on the smaller side could use a Josh Anderson.
2: Not saying they couldn't. I'm not saying that Josh Anderson has zero trade value or anything. I'm just saying I don't think, you know, his skill set being so unique to the league, I mean, I don't know. Uh, it's
0: Okay, how about this? to en- To end it, I'm just, I don't care what the trade package is. I don't care about returns. I just want to know when trade deadline ends, what team do the following players play for? That's it. That's all I'm asking, and we're going to circle this and come back to it. I Again, don't care what the package is. Rapid fire, Vito, then Dave, each player. We start with Edmondson. Where does he go? Los Angeles. Dave. Montreal. Dadanov.
1: Montreal. Sadly. Savard. <laughs> I don't even know who he's rumored to go to. Uh, where is
0: he? Say Montreal, then.
1: Jeez, uh... Rapid Fire. Yeah. Toronto Maple Leafs. Okay.
2: Okay. I'll go, okay. I'll go Edmonton. I'll go Edmonton, for,
0: for... Edmonton? Okay. Monaghan. Colorado. Okay.
1: Montreal.
0: Okay. And last but not least, Monty. Sam Montembeau. <laughs> the man who's worth a first-round pick, as heard on Dave's most uh, latest uh, show on the weekends on TSN 690, the starters from none other than Simon Salikis. He thinks Monty's going to get it first. I don't care about the return. Where's Monty playing? Come trade deadline. All right, all
1: right, thanks a lot, uh, Simon, for uh, bringing this up.
0: Thank you. I appreciate it.
1: Uh, where does Monty end up? He's not moving. He's going to stay okay. with the money. aliens okay. and, and definitely not for a first-round pick, even if he were to be moving. Okay, Montreal as well.
0: Montreal, all right. Josh, you, you left Josh Anderson off. Yeah, because uh, he's not moving. I, I, you're both gonna say Montreal, and he's not. Moving. I'm not like, gonna. Okay, say, okay. I, wouldn't,
1: I wouldn't say Montreal.
0: Josh Anderson, then. <laughs> <laughs> all right, circle it down. My camera's going nuts. Circle it okay. down. Come back to this one. We're going to come back and check post-trade deadline. You can't you can't change now. This is it. Locked it in. This is February 7th. It's locked in. I don't care what happens. I don't care if somebody calls you and says, I have absolute proof they're going to X-Team. This is where it's going. We're going to come and check back on you guys post-trade deadline. For everybody, thanks so much for taking the time. Like, subscribe if you can. If you like, please. That would be wonderful. Uh, tell your friends. Tell your grandma. We love grandmas. They love listening. You know, they do. They do. My grandmother likes listening. What do you what do you want to tell you? So anyways, on that happy note, uh for Dave and Vito, I'm Matt. And this was Get Pucked.